1: Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. God speaks to his people. Over 1,000 times God said to Israel, hear, O Israel. Now if God spoke to his people under the old covenant, how much more will he do so under the new covenant? Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. The fact is that every child of God is indwelt by the Holy Spirit. As we grow in the grace of God, we learn how to hear His voice. What kinds of things does the Holy Spirit speak to us about? Or well, 90% of all we need to know about God's will is found in His Word. But these are often in broad principles. What about the details? For example, we know that it's His will for us to work. But where? What job? We know also that unless a person has a special gift of celibacy, God's will is for them to marry. But who? And then we know, for example, that Paul was called to be a missionary, but where should he go next and when? The Word of God gives us general principles, but the Holy Spirit speaks to us and helps us to work out the everyday details of our lives. In Psalm 32 verse 8, God says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye upon you. This is Set Free with Ken Legg.
0: And hi and welcome to the program. It's Phil here and with me is author and teacher Ken Legg. And this week we're looking at the Holy Spirit, your helper. And Ken, it's a very practical aspect of the ministry of the Holy Spirit is guidance, the things you've just been talking about.
1: Sometimes it's hard to, uh, to hear that voice sometimes, though, but he does guide us. Absolutely. I mean, here we are sitting in the studio and this message is being sent out across Australia and even beyond. But not everyone will hear it. Now, why is that? Well, if someone is not hearing it, it's not a problem with the transmitter, most likely, but with the receiver. So maybe their radio is not turned on or it's not tuned in to this station. Now, that's a fairly good analogy, I think, because to hear God's voice, first of all, you've got to be switched on. You need to be born again. But secondly, you need to be tuned in in order to be able to pick up the message and that's what we're talking about today, Phil, is being tuned in to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, if you can't hear the radio signal, it doesn't mean that it's not there.
0: It's just yeah. that we're not actually tuned into it. That's right. It's a, all right, easy said. You get a radio,
1: you switch it on. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, how do you do it? Okay, well, I think the first thing to be tuned in to hearing the voice of God is that we will only know the voice of God as we live as sons. Jesus said, I don't call you servants anymore, for a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. But I've called you friends because all things that I heard from the Father, I make known to you. So under the new covenant, there's a new level of intimacy based on a new kind of relationship. So what's the difference? Well, when we live as servants, we need rules and we need someone to tell us what to do. Mm-hmm. If you like, it's a secondhand experience of God living like a servant. Somebody tells us what God is saying to us. So the further away you are from the spirit, the more you will behave like a servant. You'll you'll need people to tell you what to do. You'll need rules and someone to explain those rules to you. Mm. But under the new covenant, we've been given the spirit so that we can have a, a personal relationship with God. Now, remember, that's what God promised under the new covenant. He said, no longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, know the Lord, because they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest. You know, there's no no favorites with God. It's not like someone has a hotline to heaven and we need to run to that person to hear what God's saying to us. Hmm. We like to
0: think that though sometimes, don't we?
1: Yeah, that's right. And when we live like that, we're actually living like servants. And John Wesley actually lived like that way, but he describes the moment when he changed that servant mentality to a son mentality. And Paul said, if you are led by the Spirit, you are no longer under the law. You're no longer longer living a rule-based Kind of existence One of the great purposes then Of the coming of the Spirit Is that we God's people Might make that transition From a servant mentality To a son mentality Paul said As many as are led By the Spirit of God These are the sons of God It's like so many things In the Christian
0: life You have revelation of truth God transforms Not only your behaviours But your thinking and you talked about this transition just then of servant mentality to son mentality. Yeah. That it's likened to the two covenants, you know, one's under the old, one's under the new. So I guess thinking back to the early Christians who were living under the old covenant until Jesus came, they, they had to make mm. that transition very, very deliberately. They had to really go, We are going to change. Yeah. We
1: have to change. And then it was a process and you know, a, a transition for them that we can see unfolding in the book of Acts, for example, and, and in the epistles. And uh, Paul uses an analogy to try to illustrate that. It's something that they were very familiar with. You mm. know, in the Old Testament period, Paul says the law was like a child custodian. Now, there's a word for that in the Greek. It's the word pedagogue. A pedagogue was someone that was employed by a wealthy Greek or Roman home and given the responsibility of Looking after the children. Now the thing is, the children were heirs in that home, but <laughs> they were actually treated like servants. They were told what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had actually very little contact with their parents. Uh, the the servant was responsible for their upbringing, and uh, you know they told them what to do, how to behave, and uh, you know when to get ready to go to school, all that sort of thing. Yeah. So um, the son, though a son, did not have that freedom to make decision. Uh, decisions themselves. But then, of course, the time came when that child progressed or, if you like, uh, was initiated into sonhood. There was a specific ceremony, a time. Um, if you were Jew, you were 12. If you were a Greek, you were around about 18. If you were Roman, it could be anywhere between 14 and 17. But that, that time Came when when you no longer were a child, but you became a son, adopted yep. as a son. There was a ceremony, and uh, you know the boy might give away his ball, the the girl might give away her doll. They're basically saying we're putting away childish things now. We're no longer little kids. We are now grown up. You know we can think for ourselves. We we're old enough to make decisions for ourselves, and so on. And uh, Paul says that that time came for. God's people, when Jesus came, when the fullness of time had come, God gave his own son. And, uh, you know, we pass from being servants to being sons. I think uh, we could do well to have that kind of thing in our society now where
0: we have that ceremony. But we actually have need to do that in our own lives, really, is what you're saying, is it?
1: In practical terms, how does it work, though? How do we know to how to hear God's voice. Yeah, the the practicalities of it. I I think that's important that we just talk about those for a moment. The first thing, Phil, is to remember that Christ lives on the inside. Okay, so when he speaks to us, it's going to be from the inside. A stranger's voice comes from the outside, and with that there's often an urging, a a compelling. Um, There's no time to process stuff, Mm. but Jesus lives on the inside by the Holy Spirit, and so that voice is going to come from within. The second thing is it's a still, small voice. It's not a spectacular voice. I think some people still got this mentality of an angel is going to appear. There's going to be trumpets. There's going to be a loud, audible voice and uh, something that's just not natural. Now, how do parents talk to their children? You might say, well, that's a bad example because often they're raising their (laughs) voice. In a loud voice, yeah. Come on. I mean, in the norm, it's just a normal voice, a normal tone. And uh, we can expect that God will speak to us in that still, small voice. I think another thing, this is a big thing, is that it's characterized by peace. The Bible says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. That word rule means to arbitrate or to act as a mediator or even an umpire. You know, An umpire says, this ball was in or this ball was out. And uh, so often we, we go to do something, but then there's an unsettledness there. It's almost like the umpire is saying, that's out. Don't go there. And you just know, you know. Because of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, you're learning to hear that voice and to recognise those checks, if you like, that come away. Another thing about the voice of the Holy Spirit is that it's gentle. Um was it James says the wisdom that's from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits. The Holy Spirit is a gentle dove. Um I love that saying that God leads us, Satan pushes us. Mm. Uh, there's an urging to act without the use of reason. No power to choose. You know, a compelling that comes when Satan is pushing us and uh, against the measure of light or peace that we have. But the Holy Spirit is gentle, not pushy or demanding. And then lastly, anything the Holy Spirit leads us into is going to harmonize with the Scripture. So look at the content of that voice. Does it contradict the Scriptures? Then it's not the voice of the Holy Spirit. I think these things can help us to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit and then get used to that voice when we hear it. A good
0: reminder that God has given us a helper, the Holy Spirit. And we'll have more on this subject tomorrow. Until then, remember you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free.
1: For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg, including the book New Covenant, New Glory, which features topics from today's message, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's
0: vision.org.au.